Today's question is how do you successfully get over any limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome that you're not good enough when you're totally awesome at what you do? Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jesse Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. All right, so there are a lot of syndromes, especially in the... business world and motherhood world, frankly. Yeah. And one of the most common is this limiting belief that you're just not good at good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that again, definitely in motherhood as well as in business, you just hit that ceiling where it's like, oh, I'm just not good enough to do it like so-and-so. And you start comparing yourself, what which is a comparisonitis, another yep. syndrome. And then there's the imposter syndrome where whatever you're doing, you feel like an imposter. You feel like you are faking it when really you're not faking it. You know what you're doing. You're really good at what you do. And it, it's all in your head. Yep. And I think part of that comes from seeing – on social media these big success stories especially from people that we think of as like big names in whatever industry we're in we look at it we go oh my gosh like they are so successful and they have such a great business and they have all these people that follow them and it's easy to forget that you didn't notice them until they were big. Like you didn't see all of the lead up to that. It feels like they're an overnight success and they came out of nowhere because they just weren't on your radar until then. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's, I mean, it's different for every person. Obviously not everybody suffers from this, but I know that I've had plenty of times of suffering and I believe you have too, Angela. And and so I feel like we can speak to this. But yeah, you see those people and you're just like, well, I'm not exactly like that. Maybe I'm not good enough to be doing that too. And the truth is it's like, well, there it, it is a crowded world out there, right? There are a ton of mothers right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there are a ton of female business owners and there are a ton of female business owners in whatever you're doing. You're never going to yeah. be the only one. And if you are the only one, I would be skeptical of what you're selling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you at this point find something completely unique you have a whole nother set of uh, difficulties to overcome than imposter syndrome. But the reason we feel imposter syndrome is because we see other people just like us, maybe selling the same thing or something similar or doing what we want to do. And we feel like we're never going to be good enough to do that. Or we're like out of the two of us, me and that person I see online, I'm the fraud. Right. Yeah. And 
part of that is comes from you see all of the everything in your business. You see all of the struggles, all of the, ooh, I'm running tight on clients this month, or, you know, I barely made a profit last month. Like you see that for you, but you don't see that for them. Like you only see what they put out. And it's easy to forget that every single business has those problems. Every single mm-hmm. business, like we talked about, um, a week or so ago with the feast or famine, every business goes through that. Yeah. But you're not always going to see that as an outsider to that business. Yeah. And obviously people only show on social media what they want you to see and not everybody shows the downsides. Right. Mm -hmm. And even if they do, I've noticed the people that show the downsides still do it strategically. Right. So they only show you part of the downside. Right. Or they show you the downside that they overcome. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just everything that other people put online is never the absolute full picture. And so for that reason, you cannot compare yourself to it. You cannot feel like you're an imposter when you're comparing yourself to someone you don't know everything about. And I think one thing that is important to remember is that we talk a lot about how success especially is very individualized. What you consider success for your business is going to be different than what someone else considers success for their business. And it's like when we look at other people's businesses, we forget that. So like Mm -hmm. for me, success isn't necessarily a six-figure business. Now, would it be nice to have a six-figure business? Sure. But that's not my (laughs) definition of success. But if I look at another web developer and I go, oh, they have a six-figure business. They're successful. They are the real web developer and I'm just over here faking it. I've forgotten that that's not my measure of success. I'm comparing someone else's apples to my oranges and it can be easy to lose sight of that and lose sight of what you consider to be important in your own business and in your own life. I like that. I like that a lot. Just the, the whole point of, of my goals are different than your goals. And so how can I compare myself to you? So Going back to specifically the imposter syndrome and feeling like you're not good enough in what you're doing, one of the things I would venture to question is, why do you feel that way? Because chances are, as long as you know, for me, I feel imposter syndrome because I can talk about how I feel personally. Sometimes I feel imposter syndrome when I'm unsure that I know everything about a certain job or task. And if I don't know everything about it, I feel like a fake doing it, which is not true, right? As long as you know enough of it, you can lean on your – and we've talked about this in the past. You can lean on others to help fill in the gaps. You can lean on my best friend Google to fill in the gaps. We love Google. You don't have to know. I love Google. I love you, Google. I'd give you a <laughs> hug if you were real. Um, <laughs> you can fill in the gaps, right? So so that's not an excuse. So then why do you really feel like an imposter? 
because I know I know a, there are some people I've heard that talk about how, especially when they're just starting out to teach someone something. And they're like, okay, but I haven't been doing it that long or I don't know all about it. How? Who am I to teach other people about it? And I'm just like, listen, if you know more than the people you are teaching, then you know enough. Yep. Those people are coming to you for those beginning steps. Those people do not go to the person that's been doing it for 15 years because they're not ready for that level. So – they come to different people at different stages. So you don't have to feel like an imposter for teaching a part of a whole when the people coming to you are looking for just that part, right? Or for example, in web development, there are so many different coding languages. If someone comes mm-hmm. for you for one type of coding language and you don't know them all, so they didn't yeah. come to you for all of them. They came to you for this one and you know it, so you're good. And it's important to remember, too, that if you are stressing about being an imposter in your industry, you're probably not. The people that are imposters that like truly, really are faking what they know and faking what they can do, they're not worried about the fact that they're faking what they know and faking what they can do. They're doing it on purpose. You know, like they're doing it on purpose. You're not doing it on purpose. As long as you're being honest with yourself and your customers and clients about your limitations, then you don't really need to stress about it. Like if I get asked by a client to do something I don't know how to do instead of stressing because, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do that. Like I'm an imposter. I shouldn't be doing my job. I just go, yeah, I've never done that before, but I'm willing to Google it and see how to, how to do it. You know, I'm just upfront about it. And if that's a deal breaker for them and they go, no, I want somebody that's done it before. Okay. Like that stinks, but all right. I understand that. But most of the time, in fact, I think all of the time, I don't think I've ever had a client actually say that most of the time they go, oh, thank goodness. Cause I don't even know where to start. Yeah. And I think that imposter syndrome, again, at least for me, comes from, letting people down. Like that's my num- mm-hmm. personal number one biggest fear is letting people down. So if I let my you know client down or whatever by saying, oh, I, I don't know how to do this one thing you're looking for, it hurts me on a deeper level than just I feel like an imposter. So sometimes yeah. you have to know your personality. I know that about myself. I know that I hate letting people down. So I have to oftentimes pause and I'm like, am I really letting them down? By just admitting I don't know this thing, oh, I don't know all the things. Yeah. You know, reality check, nobody knows all the things. <laughs> so you're fine. You're fine. Yep. And it is, you know, I've been there where I get an opportunity to maybe be an expert for a certain company or you or like Jesse and I with Geekapalooza, there are some really big names there. And so when you find yourself in the same kind of stratosphere as those people, it can feel intimidating. Like, oh my gosh, like maybe I shouldn't be here. But you're there because the person that put you there looked at you and went, oh yeah, that's, that's equating. They're just as good at their thing as this other person is at their thing. And they deserve to be here. You deserve to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so 
anybody that's cynical like me is going to appreciate this. It says, the key to getting over imposter syndrome is to know that everyone else is an imposter too. Tell yourself you deserve a stake in the scam that they're all running. (laughs) Somebody responded and said, did you just cure imposter syndrome with spite? (laughs) (laughs) And that made me laugh really hard because, you know, sometimes you do have to remember that everybody feels like they're floundering. And you deserve to be there because you know what you're doing. You are talented. You have those skills. So I thought that was really funny. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) So today's challenge is kind of the opposite of imposter syndrome. We want you to sit down and write down three things that you are just the bomb diggity at. Like what are three things that you completely blow out of the water that you do so well. And I want you to post that on the wall or on a sticky note on your computer or somewhere you can see it. So whenever you're having those moments of down or imposter syndrome or comparisonitis, you just glance at that sticky note and you're like, yeah, but I'm, I do those things so well. I'm not an imposter. I know what I'm doing. And um, hopefully it'll help bring you out. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon. 